From their studio in the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's the Boomer and the Babe Show with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Join Pete and Deborah and their guests as they give voice to 78 million baby boomers from coast to coast and border to border. Now here are the Boomer and the Babe, Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. And of course this is the Boomer and the Babe Show, just as advertised. It is Tuesday, December 18th, 2012. It's 11 o'clock in Arizona, 10 o'clock on the West Coast, 1 o'clock on the East Coast. Uh, the Boomer and the Babe Show is on Blog Talk Radio every day at this time. We invite everybody to visit our website at boomerandthebabe.com, sign up for our mailing list, and receive our Boomer Experience Speaks online magazine every four to six weeks. comes to your inbox, absolutely no charge. Uh, it's always uh, interesting reading, and many of the contributors are guests or former guests on the show, and people that have their own show possibly on the Boomer and the Babe Network here on Blog Talk Radio. Uh, all that having been said, I'm Pete Peters. Deborah's not with me today. She's working with some of our book clients. Uh, we do publish e-books and mini-books uh, and other full, full-blown full books as well, and she gets those put together and helps them uh, write them, edits them, and so on. So she's working with several book clients today that she'll be tied up all day with them. Uh, so we're going to get right into the show. Uh, we're we're, ba- we're babeless in Sun City, as they say. <laughs> uh, we're going to get right into the show. And uh, my guest today is William Whitecloud. He's the author of The Last Shaman, uh, a story, a, a travel through some metaphysical activities. And uh, I'm going to start by welcoming William Whitecloud to the show. Thank you for being here. Hey, good morning, Pete. Um, thanks for having me on the show. Well, we're certainly glad to have you. Uh, what I like to do, and if Deborah was here, she would do, uh, she would ask you for your two-minute movie. By that, she means uh, before you came to be on my show, our show here today, uh, give us a little basic history in about two minutes of of uh, what you have done in the past, and uh, I, it generally starts out, I was a very young child, because uh, everybody seems to start I'll, there, so if you don't mind, just uh, give us a little lowdown. Sure, I mean, that's very easy for me to do, Pete, because I, I did start out as a young child, in fact, I started out as a young child in Africa, I grew up in a, uh, a very wild and remote part of the world, back then especially, little country called Swaziland in, in southern Africa. And, uh, you know, after that I went to a series of boarding schools in the colonial education system, uh, graduated and went into the business world, particularly finance, money markets, and uh, ended up getting really ill, uh, had a 10-year illness through which I made some uh, serious, you know, received some serious insights into life and the deeper meaning of, of life and the deeper workings of life, which uh, changed my path entirely. And I became dedicated to understanding, uh, you know, the sort of creative nature of myself and human beings. And uh, that, that interest and passion developed into my work. And uh, I since then um, ended up running Australia's biggest self-transformation, self-development programs, became the author of the biggest selling metaphysical book in Australia ever. And um, so, you know, now dedicate my time to training and coaching others in living a life that 
is the most as, as rewarding and fulfilling as it possibly can be. And uh, you know, writing and spending time with my young family. Well, they're not so young anymore. They're in their their teens now. We're looking to put them in school here in America now, which is a bit of a challenge. And uh, you know, just uh, uh, letting life unfold by magic. That's my life story in a in a nutshell. Well, uh, you've mentioned a couple of things uh, in, in your your introduction of yourself that uh, prompt a question uh, with me because I'm, as I said in uh, our conversation prior to coming on on the air, uh, I'm not the uh, uh, most well versed in uh, what we're going to be talking about today, but I have a lot of questions and. Uh, uh, Hopefully, first, I'll have some answers. <laughs> uh, there, there you go. Uh, what when you speak of the metaphysical, what are you speaking of? Well, you know, look, I mean, in in strict terms, metaphysics derives from the the the, the terms meta, which is beyond, and physics, which is you know the the the, the, the tangible physical world. So, in some sense, we, we we're talking about uh, a spiritual um, sense of 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 things, and also just beyond what we typically commonly rationally understand. And I think you know to explain what I mean by that, it's just best to uh, you know, revisit my life story because within the telling of that, if I do that briefly, it also explains exactly what I mean by the term because it can mean a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But you know, Pete, I was very ill for 10 years, halfway through my life now. I was, uh, you know, really in a bad way and, and nobody could do anything for me because simply nobody knew what was wrong with me other than. I was just going downhill really fast. And actually, in the end, it took me to my deathbed, literally. And you know, I think you know you're on your deathbed when you start receiving deathbed counseling, which I was. <laughs> so that that was like a bit of a uh, a warning to me. And, uh, you know, no complimentary healthcare professional or, or medical doctor. And I was seeing professors in, in, in universities in the end, and nobody knew what was wrong with me. And I was just wasting away. And finally, I met a man uh, on the street, who we got talking and he claimed he knew what was wrong with me. And when he described to me what was wrong with me, it was the first time anyone had ever been able to relate to me. Even when I told people what was wrong with me and how I felt and that, they couldn't relate. And But this was a person telling me how, how I would be feeling and what was going on for me. And it was just remarkable that the first person I could relate to in 10 years. Now, he was a very strapping, healthy young man. And he claimed he had had what I had. And he also claimed that he had the cure for it. And he claimed that what I should do was start eating red meat and drinking some white wine with my meals and also having some coffee every day and, and even smoking a few cigarettes every day. Now, this was just crazy talk, uh, and especially according to everyone that was trying to look after me, that none of them knew what was wrong with me. But if they could have agreed on anything. It would have been that I shouldn't touch anything that the man was suggesting. But I thought, what the hell? I, I was just so sick. I was so tired. And you know, in, in some way also, I had some uh, connection to the guy because we, we, I could relate to him. He, I understood him and he understood me. So I just, I just had nothing to lose. I said, what the heck? And I did as, as he suggested. And um, I came back to health. I bounced back to health immediately it was within days i was feeling okay again and you know just over the few next few months my my health was uh, you know 100% restored now the the thing about that experience pete is is that for some reason i never ever 
had any faith in the efficacy um, in the power of those substances of the meat of the uh, alcohol of of the nicotine <laughs> um, the caffeine to this day i'm I'm very moderate in my intake of meat i'm I'm not a drinker uh, coffee freaks me out and I detest smoking and and so I never ever thought there was something in that um, you know as I say there was no efficacy in the substances but what dawned on me like a blinding light it was my sort of road to Damascus experience in life was that my God, there must be some way in which my focus creates my reality, like the experience I have in life. Because for 10 years now, I've been focused on being sick and desperately trying to get better and going around and trying to enroll everyone in, in supporting me and helping me and just you know, creating this uh, ongoing experience of not being able to be supported in, in my life and, and, and being sick and well, and I've just been focused on this, and, and it's just been intensifying, getting worse and worse. And then when I've let go of that focus, and I've just gone, what the hell, and um, you know, I'm just going to have a break and try something else, I had a, you know, suddenly there was a, an entirely different experience of life. And, and whether, of, of reality, and, and, and whether that was the right thing to conclude or not, I don't, to this day I don't know, but it is what I concluded. And I passionately determined to understand the deeper nature of what of the realization that I'd made that really it's, it, that that what happens to us in life has more to do with what we're paying attention to than anything else that that you know as I say our focus creates reality and I want to understand how this works and so that I can make it work in a way that my life can be great that I can create what I want in life and how I'd love my life to be rather than in some unconscious way that this is in motion um, creating disaster in my life because it led to marriage breakup, financial ruin, um, as I say, almost dying. You know, it, it, it really was a very um, debilitating uh, experience. And, and so I did. And I went on a journey and, and I discovered many things, many secrets that apply to this premise that I've introduced here that I discovered for myself that there's some way in which our focus creates our reality, that it attracts our experience in life. And um, as I say, you know, that, that's become my passion, that's, that's become my life subject and I've come to learn um, a lot about that subject and the deeper meaning and workings of um, that, that very notion. And And so... It's 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 a real you know uh, creative principle and 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 sort of creative understanding of our deeper creative uh, nature beyond what you know just humans can what we all can physically do with 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 the the, the extent of what we can do with our bodies and that we can rationally work out with our minds. There's an idea that there's there's, there's a force beyond that that has. Uh, a, a more profound influence on our lives than, as I say, just what we can physically cope with and, and, and mentally cope with. I'm looking at my my bookshelf right now, and as I as I said to you prior to being on air, that we have uh, had several authors uh, with regard to uh, as guests on the show, and and one of them is uh, Charlotte A. Tomiano, she's a PhD, and she's written the book Awakening the Brain. 
and uh, we've had others on that have been talking about uh, the, the the mind-body connection and uh, allowing the mind to assist the body and maybe even in some cases cure the body. Uh, and it has a great deal to do, uh, as they've said, with with uh, perception and belief structure and focus. Uh, and I'm wondering if some of that is what you're involved in as well. Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm exactly in that school. I don't I don't I'm not familiar with anyone that you mentioned and 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 their work specifically, but but definitely that there is uh, certainly a subconscious part of ourselves and, and you, you can call it what you like you can call it the creative spirit you can uh, call it your your natural ability or or the term that I'm just using now your 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 subconscious uh mind but there there there's a there's a part of us that we can hand over to and um allow to facilitate all sorts of things you know um one of them is as you mentioned now just in terms of our physicality and and what, as was in the case of my own experience where it was a very physical experience that I was dealing with that you know the, the, this this very same part of me was in 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 my belief what was in in a sense destroying me and then also when the attention was changed um it got a different message and and it it, it was the saving of me it was the healing of me but it can be applied to Basically, it can be applied to anything. It can be applied to um, our relationships in life, our, our life situation, our, our financial situation. I mean, um, you name it. This, this, uh, you know, this, this side of ourselves, this nature of ours, can be well. It is all the time, anyway, Pete. It is always being guided by our thoughts and and our focus to create whatever we experience. But the difference is, of course, is that we can wake up to the fact that we can be the directors of what it uh, manifests, what it creates, and, and we can then decide and, and, and direct it in, in creating what we like. And it, it's very much uh, you know, related to... I, the thing about it, though, is I don't uh, claim and pretend to understand how this force works per se. But I do uh, profess to understand and uh, know how to make it work. I mean, in in the sense of how it can be directed, how it actually works, I believe, uh, is is a mystery. And I think if anyone can tell you that claim to tell you, well, that, you know, I, I understand mechanically how this works, but that that's not the point. You don't have to know how it works exactly. Just as uh, just as you don't really know how it have to be a mechanic to understand. How to get it? I don't have to know how to be a mechanic to get in my car now and and drive over to your place, for instance. I just got to know that um, you know how to work the steering wheel and and put gas in the tank, and 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 that's it. But the deeper workings of the combustion engine, I don't have to know. And and certainly we can then create healing, uh, financial abundance. I mean, what whatever it is, we can create by you know, knowing a bit about how do we direct our subconscious mind to, you know, create what we would rather have manifest in our lives. 
we've had uh, we've had so many guests on the show that have been uh, working in this direction. One of mm. them was one of them was with regard to vision boards. She was she was a, a very much into, and it was her whole part of her whole philosophy that uh, visioning and vision boards uh, was very positive and could be used to uh, to a much greater good for self-awareness, health, uh financial uh and and, and any other kind of uh, any any other kind of topics that an individual has a desire for. Uh is this somehow somewhat maybe not the actual use of a vision board physically, but is it some of the same principles involved? Um, well, yes. I mean, to to a large extent, Pete, for sure. It's it's the, you know I was talking about if you know how to make this thing work, then you can make it work to in in your favor very powerfully. And ultimately, as I was saying before, it is your focus that determines what happens in your life. And I've seen this conclusively in in my own life. And you know, I, as I say, I, I used to and and still actually do run the biggest self-transformation personal development programs in Australia. So you can imagine I've, I've worked with thousands of people intimately, not just in over weekends and that, but <clears throat> over years of their life I have been with people, progressed with people, seen, seen, gone, you know, accompanied them on their creative journey and, and seen what, the amazing things that they have created applying the principles that we're alluding to right now. And at, at the, the, the very you know bottom line, the basis of it all is that your focus creates reality. So then, you know, obviously to create what you'd love to create in life, you must be uh, focused on on that, and and in some way putting your attention on it, and you you know through the act of cho- choosing it, uh, visualizing it for yourself, uh, writing it down, uh, vision boarding. There are many techniques for formulating a powerful vision of what it is that you want. Um, look, this is this is not mystic hooey. I mean, it's it's just very practical. In a former lifetime, uh, you know, before I became ill and had my own personal transformation, I I was in basically what you could say in sales. I used to be a salesman and I used to work with sales teams and and you know know everything about sales. And Pete, I mean, you're a businessman by the sound of it, and and you'd be able to relate to this. Is that, and, and I'm sure many people here can relate to it, is that if you if you looked at any of the successful salesmen, it's because they had targets, it's because they had agendas, they had intentions, clear, strong intentions of how many calls they were going to make in a day, what results they were going to create, what financial targets they were going to uh, meet, and, and lo and behold, they would. And those that didn't have those intentions and, and didn't have those targets and didn't have those... Um, aims then or, or didn't have them strongly then didn't perform as 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 strongly or, or or didn't perform at all and and so you can you can see it like in in really practical terms and in practical areas of our lives but it it just applies to everything and and so it's it's just having that clear intention and and your medium for that intention it can be vision boards and I know people that are very um you know, in favor of vision boards, and I, I actually have friends who sell them and uh, help people put them together. And I have people who 
uh, swear by them and, and, and use them, you see. But it, it, it doesn't matter. I, I know some people whose form of visioning is, is prayer. They even pray to, to their God of choice. And that is their form of intention and uh, choice. It's through the, the and, and I, I don't, um, you know, have, have, have huge respect for that. It, it, is, it is a powerful form of intention, the, the, the act of prayer itself. It's not one that I use much, but um, you know, it, it doesn't matter what, what you use. The subconscious mind isn't uh, picky about these things. They're not going, oh, look, you know, I don't like vision boards, or I don't like prayer, or I prefer prayer, or I prefer a vision board. All it needs is a strong message in, in whatever form it comes. But that's really, you see, what I have in common with a lot of people at the moment is, is it's a, a very nowadays, I think, well understood and, and common idea that through um, things like the law of attraction that we, we're hearing and learning a lot about, the secret, um, these ideas are, are now sort of in, in the common domain, in the public domain, and people know about them and, and are subscribing to them. The thing is, though, is, is that what my work sets out to do and what I set out to achieve in, in my book, The Magician's Way, and, and, and now uh, even more clearly in The Last Shaman, is that is, is to give give a deeper understanding of this whole idea, uh, Pete, that your focus creates for your reality. Because it's not as simple as people think it is. Nowadays, with a few years of people having had the chance to put these ideas from the secret and the law of attraction and vision boarding, all of this, into practice, people are finding that it doesn't just simply work that you imagine that you want some money and some money floats into your bank account or that um, you know, you, 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 you're lacking in love and you, you imagine yourself in the arms of your lover and, and this, this beautiful soulmate floats into your life. People are realizing that it, it, it doesn't necessarily happen or that it happens and it doesn't sustain. And even in some cases that you end up creating the very opposite. Things even get worse for some people because you've got to know that I travel the world teaching about this, talking to people about this, and I understand and see the problems that people have. And, and there are much deeper workings to this um, premise and, and, and these principles than you just picture something in your mind and it floats into your life because... The, the 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 important thing here is that your focus creates your reality in life. Your focus attracts your experience of 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 life and and in life. But the thing about it, Pete, is that what you think you're focused on isn't necessarily what you are focused on. What you subconsciously, uh, sorry, what you self-consciously think you're focused on, like a simplistic example, for instance, you take money. Is I'm short of cash now. And I think, well, you know, I've got to make some money. I've got to bring some money into my life. I'll just picture some money, and then that that should uh, be attracted into my life. Well, it's it's not that simple, because the thing about it is, is that what we envisage and what we choose and, and the intentions we make are ultimately not necessarily what our true focus is. Ultimately, what our true focus is is what motivates those desires? What motivates our desire for love? What motivates our desire for money? Do we, do we come from it from a pure intention or is there some fear or some lack or some need that drives that, some negative vision that is 
motivating that, that as Neil Donald Walsh, the, the great spiritual commentator, he calls them sponsoring thoughts. What is sponsoring that focus, you see? And really, from a subconscious point of view, the subconscious isn't stupid. It doesn't just look at the pretty picture you see in your mind. It's viewing your whole consciousness. It knows what's going on. It knows the underlying assumptions. It knows where the power is in your consciousness. So, you see, what we picture in our minds might not necessarily be what it is that we really focused on, where the power is in our consciousness. And so to be a masterful creator, which I attempt to be in my own life and support others in being, you really have to, as the Bible says, you know, you have to know thyself. And, um, you know, especially with this book, new book now that I've got out, The Last Shaman, it's very much, it's, it's, you see, my first book, The Magician's Way, was very much about the mechanics of all of this, about creating. But now with the new book that I've brought out, The, the Last Shaman, it's, it's a story that conveys these principles about the deeper awareness that we need to have in order to be able to drive these principles uh, powerfully, consistently, effectively towards actually, you know, having in life what it is that we love. If that makes sense to you, Pete, I don't know. Well, let me tell you where I've been listening intently to what you've been saying, and here's what I here's what I related to. Um, somebody once said, and I don't remember who it was, was with regard to becoming wealthy and uh you know waiting waiting for your ship to come in so to speak yeah and uh, the the statement was made you can't expect your ship to come in when you haven't sent a boat out in the first place so yeah. and what i what i got from that was that you may have all the good intentions in the world you may have all the you may be concentrating 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 and have your focus and so on but if you're not putting the building blocks up it's not going to happen and i i think that may be part that's what i'm getting from it the other thing is the other in in, in just my own personal uh, uh happenings uh i like to play golf and every now and then i come to a golf hole that's got water in front of me a water and, trap yeah water hole yeah exactly <laughs> and i say to myself don't hit it in the water and the last thing i heard myself say was hit it in the water and guess what <laughs> yeah i yeah. hit it in the water so i mean <laughs> you can set yourself up for success and you can set yourself up for failure and exactly. I think, and I think I'm, I'm getting from what you've been saying that it is indeed the power of your mind to set it up in the appropriate manner so that you can have the success or the results that you want to have. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, God bless you, Pete, because you've just used the perfect analogy. You know, the first chapter of my first book, The Magician's Way, which was that uh, best-selling metaphysical book in Australia, uses a, a golf lesson as an analogy of the principles that we're talking about right now. And Excuse me, uses... let, me, let me interrupt you one quick thing here. Yeah. I have a friend of mine. Uh, she's from Australia. She's a former LPGA professional golfer. Yeah. Maybe you know of her. Her name is Penny Poles. And mm. and Penny Poles has gotten away from teaching golf 
and she has gotten into many of the same things that you're doing, and she's calling it her flexible focus method for yes. a- athletes, business people, whatever. It's her, f- And I had her on my golf show just recently. And Penny Paul's flexible focus. Uh, you guys should hook up. <laughs> we must. You must. You must. You must hook me up. You must hook me up with her because, as I say, that the first chapter of my first book, The Magician's Way, uses a golf lesson as an analogy, and it's about a golf pro uh, with a difference, like a Penny Pole's golf pro, uh, helping people. You know, helping this person learn the, the principles of of golf, and it uses that exact analogy that that you use. You see that. Um, when you play in golf, because I used to be a golfer, I don't now because I've got a young family and it, it just takes up too much of my time. And um, so I've chosen not to play it for the time being. But I was an avid golfer and, and really you know, understood, learned and, and practiced and understood a lot of the principles we're talking about now through the medium of golf. And it was, it was exactly that. And it's just such a powerful analogy is that when you, when a, not you, but any any golfer actually, approaches hitting a shot they're all kind of traps on the the trees to the left and there's there's sand bunkers down the middle of the field and there's there's you know there's a water uh, trap right in front of you and what the golfer can tend to do is go i mustn't go in the trees i mustn't you know i must miss that that the the the, the sand bunkers over there i mustn't hit the ball into the water here and very often what you do is is tell yourself what you mustn't have, and um, it's it's almost like a magnet, isn't it, Pete? Yes, you you, yes. you play golf. It's almost like there's this magnet that then just draws the ball to the very place that you said it mustn't go. Because the thing that you you've done is is it's it's the last picture you've given your subconscious in your mind is the the water trap or the bunker or or the the um, the forest. On your left, and and not the hole. And 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 the thing is, you think you think no, nah, but look, I'm just so focused on that hole. And you know, why did I play a bad shot? But this this principle works with absolute integrity. And I'm I'm thrilled that you raised the example, uh, Pete, because it, it gives us something to work with here. Because and and demonstrate that what we create is the picture that our our, our mind sees, and it'll always create that picture with absolute integrity and when we're playing golf we have to be real careful that the thing that we that that we have let go of everything and that what our true aim is is the flag and that our true aim is not not getting in the bunker not not getting in the water not not getting in the forest to not not get in the forest is you know that becomes an aim (laughs) the forest becomes an aim as you said the, the last thing the subconscious the, the subconscious almost doesn't hear all the words that precede. It just hears forest. It just hears water. It just hears sand, and it takes it there. You see, and and this is this is just such an important principle here, because people without realizing it will go for things thinking that that is what they go for. Just like the golfer, if you asked him afterwards, say. What happened? He said, "I don't know. I was just so intent on 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 you know hitting a good shot to to reach the flag over there, and that's what they think. But it wasn't because the result bears out that really the 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 their the true concentration was on the water trap, on the sand hole, on the forest, whatever. And it's the same with us. We have to be very conscious 
of really of what it is that we are really focused on because I can promise you from all of my experience from myself and all the people I work with, until people really become trained in this and actually learn how to work this thing, mostly what their focus is is on is what they want to get away from in life. It's just how human beings tend to operate from a logical orientation, ra- rational orientation. We, we, the way we orientate in life typically is we're faced with circumstances that we want to cope with and, and deal with. And, you know, largely we want to get away uh, from a whole bunch of things. We want to fix a whole bunch of things. And rather than have a clear insight into, well, what is it that really matters to us? What is it that truly important? Aside from our problems and our circumstances and you know how we see things and what we see the problem to be, truly, what is, what is it really? What is our real end result here in life? What matters to us? What is, what, what is, is deeply important to me personally? And not just what society has told me to be involved in, but to me. And the person that can come to that through all the noise of all the other circumstantial distractions in life, the person who can come to that deeper understanding and insight into themselves, who they are, what matters to them, what's important to them, what they love, then they are the equivalent then of the golfer who sees the flag primarily and not the sand trap and not the forest on the left and not the water trap. Well, what that is, William, is that in in a sports parlance, uh, there are many players in any sport. It could be a pitcher playing Major League Baseball or a little league pitcher, for that matter. Any any anybody, uh, a pitcher, a, a ball player, a, a full uh, a halfback in in, in uh, football or. Uh, uh, you know, you know European football. I don't know anything about. I, we call it soccer. Uh, soccer, yes. Yeah, soccer. yeah a, a forward or whatever, and they're just and they're performing at top perform top peak efficiency. A golfer again. Uh, it's and and they reference it, and, and somebody says after they had this fantastic performance, this fantastic game, and they were just in complete control of everything, and they asked, what was it? What was it? And he says, I was in the zone. Yeah, yeah. And they, yeah, talk, no. about, and they talk about being in the zone, and I've been there not for very long. I can't stay there long enough on the golf course. But I mean, if I have a streak of five or four, maybe six, maybe even seven holes where the shots are rhythmic, everything's fine, everything's working. I don't I, I don't pay any attention to the outside distractions. Although I could be having a conversation with my playing partners, I'm still focused. I'm in the zone. And then when I say to myself as I'm as I'm walking up the fairway or driving my cart up the fairway, I says, Wow, this can't last forever. It certainly doesn't. Yeah. It stops. It stops right there. It quits right there because you put that in your head that says I I I can't be this good this long. I'll tell and, you the secret to that, Pete. I'll tell you the secret. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you the secret? I'm ready because I want to play better. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll tell you the secret. You, you know, like this is music to my ears. And when we started this conversation, you said to me. Oh, look, I don't know much about metaphysics, and but I'll ask a few questions and all that. And yet I'm having more fun than uh, t- 
talking to you than I do to talking to people that profess to know everything <laughs> about uh, metaphysics. Because you know it, what the language you're using is music to my ears because it's 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 the language I I love to use as well, and I, I love using sports as a a metaphor and and an illustration. But I, I love applying it through sports. Like as I say, I used to play golf, and I, I loved applying these principles to golf, and and it, uh, it 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 gives me an opportunity to introduce a real secret here to you and everyone listening, is that you see. We have a natural ability, and, and you'll appreciate this, Pete, because when you're in the zone, you've got to admit, when you were in the zone, you didn't really have any sense of process, of the how, of the technique, of the formula. You, th th there's more a confidence and a reliance in a natural ability and things just naturally coming together. And it that's just when you're happens. Gonna, it exactly, just it just happens. It just, it just happens because... There's a part of us, whether in golf or in love or in life or in finance, doesn't matter, that same part of us, that same force can come together and put us in the zone um, and, you know, make us, you know, do one, create, literally, literally create miracles, you know, and, and as you say, it's that sense and experience of being in the zone. Now that, that you see, this part of ourselves that takes over and allows us to operate so miraculously, so magically, so efficiently um, and effectively, that part of ourselves, which, are, which we can call our natural ability, our creative spirit, our subconscious, whatever you want to call it, that creative part of us that takes over automatically is very much guided by end results. It is end result focused. And when we or it is end result engaged, I mean, when we are more focused on what it is that we want than how it is we want, we then engage that part of ourselves and it takes over and, and things flow beautifully. And so when we're not in the zone and that part of ourselves isn't operating, it's because we've, we've engaged another side of ourselves, which is the mechanical side of ourselves, um, and that side of ourselves, the rational mechanical side of ourselves, is engaged by process. It, it puts more store in how something's going to happen, the technique, the formula, the understanding, uh, knowing beforehand whether it will work out, how it will work out. So it's very process-orientated. And, and when we um, become process-orientated and are in the how, uh, you know, and, and, and need to control the process, then that side of ourselves takes over and we, we flow a lot less fluidly. We're a lot more stuck and um, experiencing the opposite of, of not being in the zone. So the trick is, is that to be in the zone, that's the thing many people experience when they're skiing, when they're playing golf, whatever it is, when they're working, when they're in business, when they're, they're making sales, they experience for a time of being in the zone and it's a wonderful feeling. You think, oh my God, I'm a God, you know, like I'm, I'm just so cool. And, but then it doesn't sustain and the next thing, uh, the sales aren't happening, the golf shots aren't happening, whatever it is. And we mystified. We go, well, how come then I was in the zone and now I'm not in the zone? Well, there's, there's a clear difference that you can learn to master. And the, and the difference is that the, to be in the zone, you must become end result orientated. And you know, focus, put the energy, in, put everything aside 
other than what it is you want to achieve, the end result and in golf, it's it's you know hitting that flag, and 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 then that becoming all that's in your consciousness, all that's in your mind is just the end result. What is it? Not how you're going to do it. Now the thing is about that. So the important thing to to understand here is what is it, not how. And and so that's that's the process or the formula for that. But the thing is about that, you see, is that I'll tell you now, saying I'm going to tell you about the secret about golf, is you could play three or four good holes. And the thing about that, you see, is that after you've played three or four good holes, you have to admit to me, if you, and especially if you go and replicate it again, again Pete, you'll see that um, I'm right, is that after you've played a series of good shots, you go, then you start, you create an expectation. You go, okay, I've hit three or four good shots. Now I want that again. You know, I must, I must keep that going. I must replicate that. And so now suddenly you've got an agenda, which isn't just what you want to achieve with that stroke, but it's, it's an outcome beyond that, which you now uh, have an expectation of, and you see, the thing is to, to, to fulfill that expectation, then, then your mind takes over again and goes, okay, well, all right, so now we've got to keep this, this, this run of good fortune, this sense of being in the zone, we've got to keep it up. So now we have an expectation, like now, now there's something that we have to achieve, what I call expectation. And then when the expectation comes in, then... You know, it's 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 like well, this is how it's got to be. There's a need for that to be a, a certain way, and when there's a need for that for for anything to be a certain way, then you've got to control it. You you've got to make sure that it happens. And so then, subconsciously, unconsciously, you go into your process, and it's like well, I'm going to now start controlling this process to force this issue. And um, when you when you go into that, you don't even realize you've done it, but you suddenly, without realizing it, back in the process and now uh, tensed up in your mechanical, rational orientation, and you 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 lose being in the zone. You 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 lose, you, you take control back from your the part of you that was flowing, and and you actually stop the flowing through through your expectation. And so it's a discipline that you've played four holes brilliantly, it's a discipline to let that go, even with the next hole, and go, there's no expectation here, there's nothing I have to achieve, but what is it with this stroke, you know, and, and bring yourself back into the moment, and just with this stroke, what's the end result here? Because you can take it further, the mind takes over and goes, okay, it's not just this hole now, it's not just, the, sorry, it's not just this stroke, not just this shot, it's an overall expectation. And then with that overall expectation comes the need to control. And then the need to control brings the process orientation back in. I mean, does, does that make sense, Pete? Well, it does. And let me, let me, let me relate it to something that I've done in, in, in my past life, and that has been involved in marketing and sales and sales, ma and sales management. Uh, I, I work for a newspaper uh, and, and in their sales department, and we had a sales manager – uh, that wanted us to learn how to sell, and by that she had a uh, a company come in and told, try to explain to us how to think, 
that if this happens this way, then you take them over here and you ask them this test closed. And if that mm. doesn't happen, then you bring them back over here. And it was all process, 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 process. And that's exactly, all. Yeah. It, that's all it was. And I sat there in those meetings and I said, "This is not process. This is something else." And it rhymed with B and S. And uh, <laughs> and, I, and I just. I just couldn't believe it, and I and, and I vowed to myself that if I am ever in a position of being a sales manager, I will give them assists and whatever assist whatever they think they need assistance in uh, to the best that we can. But it's let them go. For instance, I would go out and I would say to myself, they would say, you need to make twenty five sales calls a day. And of those 25 sales calls a day, you have to have five new calls that you've never called on before. And I'm sitting there and going, I don't want to make five new calls. Because my objective is to make X number of dollars. And as long as I'm making X number of dollars and I'm meeting all of the objectives and goals that you've put in front of me with the exception of new calls, but the dollars are coming in, the increases are there, everything's fine, and now all of a sudden I'm making so much money that you're going to take it away from me and make them house accounts, that's that's counterproductive and you're mm-hmm. putting me, you're putting me back into process rather than function and i just said whenever i had salespeople, you go out and sell sell all you want i'm assuming you're professional salespeople. go out and do yourself a favor and get in the sales zone allow yourself to go and allow yourself to have the freedom and get in the zone because i know when i was making a presentation if i'm in the zone it's going to happen there's no exactly. doubt about it. It's going to happen. And I and for any manager anywhere in business in any area of business to be putting regulations and stipulations and 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 too many uh, confining people to a to a certain path, uh, you know, you've got to you've got to stay within the boundaries. But I try to make the boundaries as wide as possible. And I say you can bounce from the right side to the left side on these boundaries as many times as you want, as long as your overall progress is forward and up. And if that's what, if whatever it takes you to get there is fine with me, and there's no ceiling out there for you. If you're if you're comfortable making five dollars an hour, and that's where you're doing, and it's and it's and it's not hurting productivity or whatever, that's fine. If you want to make fifty dollars an hour equivalent, and and that's where you're happy, and and you're not hurting it productivity, that's fine too. Now that may be a little naive as far as that explanation is concerned, but that's really the way I feel about it. You're not going to be restricted by me. It's not naive though. Um, I, I think it's 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 far from naive, Pete. It's it's uh, you know we, we we share the same background huh? and it's it's exciting to talk to you because it's you know the thing the thing about it is look at that we're talking about two different areas of life we're talking about sports and you know a specific sport that we've used as an example golf and we're talking about sales and in both cases we're looking at and 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 this friend of yours Penny Pulse uh, she would attest and and you attest and I can attest that. We're at our most effective. Yes, we've got to apply techniques, obviously, but we're at our most effective in 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 that in sport when we have our intention and our energy and our focus in the end result, in the target over the process, in in the what over the how. And then you're saying the same thing to me, and I can I can attest to just what you said. 
is that when we're more focused on the end result in sales than on the process, um, we, we, we are more effective. And so you, you can't look at that and go, well, here's two very different areas of life where the same principle applies because it applies to everything we undertake, Pete. You see, and, the, and that's the thing about it is, is often you will find people with great, um, and, and this is the thing that's staggering to me, I've got to be honest with you. You, you can't blame people because we, you know, our education system, I believe, failed us. Nobody else is we're just not taught these things at school. And it's the most important thing you could ever learn in life, and, and we're not taught it. But you know, people might have great success as an artist, and I do. I know artists that are very famous, and I know musicians that are famous, and I know salespeople that are are very successful, and I know sports people, and and just even amateurs that play very well. And the funny thing is, is their success is isolated to certain areas of their lives and, and, and not other areas of their life. I know, I know very wealthy people who are absolutely hopeless in love and in health even in, in some cases and, you know, what, whatever it is. And the funny thing is people don't actually ever evaluate what contributes to their success in one area and ever consider that they can, you know, they can replicate that success in all areas of their life by actually replicating what they do in the successful area in their life. And most predominantly, most fundamentally, where someone is successful, it's because they are in the zone in, in, in whatever activity it is that they do. You know, people that, are, that, 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 that find it easy and love and, and can you know, find partners very easily and uh, whatever, you know, that, that you look at them operate, they, they don't seem to be putting any effort in. They're in the zone. Successful salesmen are in the zone. Tiger Woods, when he plays wonderfully, he's in the zone. And so it's available to us to understand and learn what it is that puts us in the zone, what it is that, you know, makes us so effective and, and operates so effortlessly and happily more importantly than anything in, in these areas. And this is an ability that we can, you know, it's, it's like, why, why are we just applying it to sales? Why are we just applying it to golf or something? Why the hell aren't we applying it to living the most wonderful life in, in every area of our life and, and also not, not just for ourselves, not just selfishly, but in, in, in making a contribution to the world that we live in. And so, you know, I'm, I'm sort of, kind of take uh, pride in, in, in what I do that I have you know kind of made the bridge and, and, and made the connections and see that this applies to everything and that, that I can apply it to my life and I can support others in making the connection and uh, you know bringing that process to, to their lives as well and, and in living a brilliant life for themselves and, and, and making a fabulous wonderful contribution in, in the world that they live in. Through well, you, you know, what I teach and, and and the books that I write, you can be <coughs> excuse me. You can begin to zone as a parent. You can begin to zone as a partner. You can begin to zone as a business associate. You can be in. You can begin to zone in just about anything. I don't know of anything that you can't be in the zone in. Uh, you can be in. <laughs> you can be in the zone in taking a great shower in the morning. Uh, I mean, there. What is there? Is there anything at all, William, that you can't do uh, to the best of your possible uh, capabilities 
and enjoy it immensely and be in the zone. I can't. I can't think of it. No. Well, I, I haven't. I haven't met the endeavor yet. You know, I, I. I. I don't know any area of your life that you can't be in the zone. And uh, why wouldn't you want to be in the zone? Why wouldn't you want to live live your life that way and um, experience your life from, you know, that that uh, you know wonderful effectiveness and and effortless effortlessness and and you know i mean it it really is it's it's not that difficult it's just some key principles to understand and most fundamentally is this idea that it's end results that put us in the zone i'm i'm so glad we've come to this language because it's it's the language i love best and it it really hits the nail on the head it 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 gets to the core of the truth the best and it's it's about being in the zone and, and what puts us in the zone in life, in all areas of our life, is actually first and foremost, never mind what comes after it, and, and it's the, it's if we get this right then everything else will tend to follow, is that it's end result orientated. That that focusing on the end result is what um puts us in the zone. But also just to know that there is a trick that Sometimes, and well, actually oftentimes, what we think we see as the end result is really, you know, just the process. I mean, to put it simplistically, Pete, we might, we might think that a sports car is an end result. We go, well, you know, this is what we want. We want a sports car. But as I said, they're sponsoring thoughts, and it's like, well, why do we want the sports car? Maybe we want the sports car because we've got a midlife crisis now, and we think, well, that's what we need now to impress people um, and, 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 and be more, noticed more. And get more chicks. Get more chicks, exactly, whatever it is. <laughs> so, so, so you see, it's, it's not really an end result. It's, it's yes. actually still part of the process. So we do have to have some, some sense of wisdom, some sense of, of deeper awareness of what it is that really matters to us and what you know what really are false end, end results kind of sponsoring false sponsoring uh end results or false sponsoring thoughts and and you know when when you be, when you learn how to distinguish between between the two uh then you have entered into a very powerful realm then you are the equivalent of the golfer who sees only the flag at the end of the fairway and doesn't see the the sand traps and the water traps and the forests that they must have, uh, avoid. They they're truly seeing the, the the flag. And and when you're playing that game in your life and have the ability to play the game at that level in your life, you enter into a whole new what we've been calling now the zone. Um, and so with with my book, particularly now the the last shaman, because as I say, the first book, the magician's way, was very much about the mechanics. Focus on this, and look, you know. It'll come. It'll be attracted into your life. But now, with the second book, The Magician's Way, uh, sorry, The, the Last Shaman, um, it's 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 paying much more attention, focused very much on um, the true target and 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 the wisdom to discern the true target from the false target, so that you can really set yourself up powerfully to to most certainly be in the zone, maintain yourself in the zone, and. You know, so what I've what I've attempted to do with the, the last shaman, this new book, is is through the telling of a an engaging story, an easy to read story, is give a foundation and a system 
that can get people focused in a in a true way and 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 get you moving and generate momentum uh and and sustain momentum to what you want in life and 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 have in your life be a reflection of of how you would just absolutely love it to be well i i need to know uh we're getting down here to the to the short rows as they say in the farmland uh, to the business end, the, down to the wire. <laughs> down to the wire, yeah. Uh, uh, this is uh, this is a perfect opportunity for you to give your shameless self promotion and tell everybody how they can get hold of both of your books and anything else that you might do with regard to your coaching and helping people out and so on. And how can they best contact you and uh, uh, give us uh, all that information? Thanks, thanks for the opportunity, Pete, and thanks for a great conversation. I mean, it's just, you know, <laughs> I just love talking uh, about these things and, and in the way that we've been talking about it. And, you know, look, it's it's very simple to obtain my book. It's 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 available on Amazon and Barnes and & Noble and iBooks, all, all the digital platforms. You can walk into any bookshop, in fact, if, if you want to support your local bookstore. Um, and, and they can order it, The Last Shaman, they'll order it through... Um, Ingram book distributors um, but you know also I would highly recommend anyone that's interested in what we've been talking about to go to my website www.com uh, sorry www.williamwhitecloud.com www.williamwhitecloud.com and and there's a lot of information on what we've been and clarification on on the subject that we've been talking about there's information on my books there's free chapters from our books and and also a lot of free resources that can support people in relation to what we've been talking about now and 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 all my products and and um, resources are are there and and it's it's uh, the most obvious and easiest place to go and check me out check out more about me and about living life by magic so it's www.williamwhitecloud.com very good, very good, uh, William. I tell you, it's been a, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I've learned a lot. Uh, uh, and I've also I've also learned that uh, there's a a perfectly wonderful explanation for being in the zone. And, yeah, uh, <laughs> there is. <laughs> and uh, and I, it's nice to say that I've experienced it from time to time, and I think I've got to work on experiencing it a little bit more. Well, that's the thing, uh, Pete. You know, it's what I'm what we're talking about is demonstrable. You knowing what you know and having uh, the insights that you've had up until now, you can just take this conversation right onto the uh, right onto the golf course. Anyone listening can take it into any area of their life, and and you will just Im- see immediate tangible results. It's it's irrefutable, really. Well, I think here's what I think about our conversation today, William. I th- I think we've been in the zone. <laughs> You know what we have? I haven't even been thinking about what we're talking about and what we have to talk about and nothing. We've just been yakking away, and it's been an absolute pleasure. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. I'm going to give you a jingle real quick here after we uh, sign off the show. Uh, a couple of things I wanted to mention to you real briefly off air. So we'll uh, we'll be talking to you very shortly, and I appreciate the fact that you've been with me, and thank you very much. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Take care now. Have a great day.
the Movement Debate Show, where we bring interesting conversations to the world. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, where we tweet as Boomer and Babe, and on Facebook as Pete Peters 47. As always, you can friend us on Blog Talk Radio or sign up for our newsletter at boomerandthebabe.com. Email us at host at boomerandthebabe.com with any of your comments. Remember, at 50, you're just getting started. 